hello everyone this is a bonus and the last episode of season one we have made it to season one of the collect your life uh podcast again my name is janessa a henderson i am the host the ceo of collect your life incorporated um this is the bonus uh finale of season one we have really made it 15 episodes y'all i am so glad for you guys for listening and tuning in to us we're gonna have a short break um but i would be remiss if i didn't talk about uh some aspect of black history black history for me is 365 days a year baby but in black history month i wanted to um come to you to talk about um some instances that i've had um in education as a student primarily um so as you know i'm a 10-year veteran teacher i have two degrees uh one in english one in teaching or education some would say and um i have a license to teach in the state of tennessee 7 through 12 english and um working on my doctoral degree in education so i'm giving you background about me just in case you didn't know who i was and you're listening to this so i'm currently at school so if you see if you see or hear anything that is students I'm apologizing in advance, but you should be able to hear me. So, um, basically, starting from um, a young child on up, I just want to talk about my experience with race in education. I say that because um, I didn't realize some stuff was how it was until I got older. So, um, starting from the beginning, if we're going to start from the beginning, um, my mom and dad, my mom in particular, though, um, my mom in particular stressed that we had the best education possible. My dad, of course, did too, but mom was the, the brains behind it. Um, so he, ta- you know, of course, you have the one parent that does this, one parent that does that. So... Mom was the one who was, you know, over where we would go to school. Um, She didn't want us to go to schools that we were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're zoned to go to. Um, So she sought out ways for us to go to schools that we were supposed to go to. That being said, uh, most times I was either the only black child or in my class um or the only black young girl in the class and the comments that i remember because you know you remember stuff as a child uh the comments that i remember that were on the racist side not on the racist side they were racist um still remember to this day and I'm 32 years old. 
and a lot of these things happened 20 years ago so I can't remember you know a first birthday I can't remember even my fifth birthday like to be honest I remember going to a party or whatever and it was about me but my birthday was in December so like I don't remember you know those early years but I remember going to school and being set apart now kindergarten I remember um being like one one or two because like in that particular class I was like one or two of us um black girls um but I remember stuff from my peers being said about my hair and um, everything. And in another episode, I talked about how I wore skirts out of time. So I was already set apart, y'all, in addition to being black. Um, then first grade, I got to um, also got to another classroom or got to another um, teacher and I really didn't have any issues really in first and no kindergarten and first grade. I really, to be honest, I didn't have any issues till I got to fourth grade. And so I remember being singled out by my fourth grade teacher. God rest her soul. And I will not disclose names. Um, but I remember being um I guess outed um because I had skirt I wore a skirt, but it was when I look back at the comment, it wasn't just because I wore skirts. It was because of the color of my skin. Because other girls that day had on skirts were doing the same thing I was doing. Um, I just didn't have, I had my leg open, not trying to show anything, not trying to um, bring attention to myself down there. You know, not trying to, just being a young fourth grader, not really knowing. Um, my mom taught me. Of course, but you know how you, as a child, you don't know everything. So, but it was only a gear towards me. And that's how I know it was a racist comment. Um, and what was said, it was like, you're always wearing these skirts all the time trying to be fast. Y'all see me blinking my eyes. And I told my mom. And baby, Almeida wasn't going. She talked to her and got got her together. And she apologized to me. But again, I remember this teacher for being a great teacher. I will say that I learned in her class. I remember this teacher because we had an etiquette um, little club. Cause she, she used to do pageants for Miss Tennessee. So I remember this teacher for all the etiquette she taught us. But the negative thing, that's the first thing that I, that comes to mind that I remember of what she said, to her words that she said to me. That was hurtful. It really was. Um, so another instance was when I was in the fifth grade. I was one of the only girl in the class, only black girl in the class, and it was a black boy in my class. And... We got caught, me and a friend got caught, friend of another race, Caucasian, got caught writing notes. So um, my mom worked 
at like the school, like for like before, before and after care, um, and everything. So everybody knew my mom because she was the present mom. She was she was on it. Okay, so um, this may have been the reason why it wasn't as harsh, but what was said to me was not said to my friend. Okay, because I was outside the door of what she said to my friend. Okay, so we were writing notes. In the notes, we said our teacher was strict. So we got in trouble for that, okay? Which, back then, it was, you know, deemed as disrespectful. Yes, I'll take that. But why did my principal tell me that she, she was going to give me a paddling with, you know, a paddle for saying that? Or... She gave me the option or no, she get she said, because you, this is your only offense, I'm going, I'm supposed to give you a paddling. And I was like, but you didn't give my friend a paddling. And I saw the difference already then, um, as a child, fifth grade. And, but she said, I'm just going to take away your field day. Cause I was a field day helper. I'm just going to take away your field day helper privileges. And I was just like, why would she say that to me? And she just told my friend just to have her parent come to school the next day. And I was like, why is it being, why is it, why is there a difference? So y'all, then we get to middle school. Now middle school is a whole nother, it's a lot. Okay, so long story short, the middle school I was supposed to go to from, well, in the neighborhood I was going to, um, a neighborhood I lived in, um, was not the school that I, of course, went to, like I've said previously. So my brother was already going to a school. He Like, my brother is 15 months older than me, but in school age because I have a late birthday he is two years older than me so he was already in eighth going in the eighth grade and so he got renewed to that school they denied mine because I was a new student coming in as a sixth grader and so they made me go to this other area within this school system legacy um Shelby County Schools that's the they're, they're no more. So legacy Shelby County schools. So I had to go to this, this whole, my mom had to drive my brother here and meet all the way across town. So I, um, I went to this school. They knew that I was an honor student. Um, I was, I had really high scores and everything, like, not to brag on myself, but like, I was a student, you wanted your school. So they knew all that, they saw my transcripts, they saw what good of a student I was. They put me in a class with a white teacher, which is no problem. I had all white teachers my whole, my whole, um, elementary life by then my kindergarten teacher was my only black teacher okay let's start on that though it was other black teachers in the building but because of my intelligence they put me with the white teachers that's what they claim 
so anyway they put me with a white teacher but it was a class next door it was disproportionate class next next door of all african-american students except for a few like when i say all it was like all the african-american students in the in the sixth grade okay and i was the only black in my class at the time so went about it my mom was like why is she why is it why is it not diverse you know whatever and they claimed something about the, i guess the intelligence supposedly that's what they claim so anyway we get to the first quarter first six weeks or whatever i make honor roll as my mom expects me to as i always did we get to the third one i did make it because i had a c in reading now sixth grade for me was the time that 9-11 happened. We were, I was sitting in a sixth grade classroom when 9-11 hit, okay? So that gives you the time frame in which, and I'm showing my age. So, which I'm proud of my age, okay? So, um, long story short, I supposedly made an F on assignment, a 60 out of 100 on the assignment. And um, all the stuff went home in the folders and all that. But it didn't get home. And even if I did make it, I probably did make the 60, y'all. But that 160 did not cause me to have a seat in the class. And my mom was like, they're still not adding up why you would give my child a seat. Because I know my child. Now, my mom is not the type like parents these days <clears throat> to say that her child didn't do something and knows that I did you know she's not the one to take up for us this is the one time in my educational career that my mother took up for me okay because she would have she would have said you just got to do better you should have did better you know whatever but she knew me she knew my ethic and she saw the the folder coming home that this assignment wasn't in there and she said even if she did i'm not negating that that she did why is this one grade causing her to drop a letter grade that don't make sense it wasn't a test grade it was like a classwork or homework girl okay so mom goes to the principal the principal backs up the teacher so mom was like nope my baby she did not let that sit she said nope i'm gonna go to the board mom went to the board of education people at the board looking at all the grades they said it doesn't equate to a c she deserves a b they had to change my grade they were fire hot they were mad she was trying to sabotage me from having honor roll because they knew I came in as an honor roll student, but you were trying to shortchange me for um, because you knew that I was a great student and you didn't think that my mom was gonna play that. As soon as they gave me my um, honor roll 
recognition. Stuff was changed at SES. At the time, there was legacy SES. My mom yanked me up out of that school. Put me in optional Memphis City Schools. If you're from Memphis, you know. And put me at Cordova Middle. So, that was a crazy experience for me. Like, and as a teacher, I'm reflecting on it. Like, that teacher never tried to build a relationship with me, knowing that I didn't know anyone, y'all. When I say I didn't know anyone, because these students were from another area of town. And I'm used to students from the other side of town. So I'm used to, I'm used to Cordova. Because it's where I went to school. Like, kindergarten to fifth grade, I went to Cordova schools. Schools in the Cordova area. So I know all those kids. But they had me in Carterville. Where I didn't know anyone, y'all. So my mom took me up out of there. Put me at Cordova Middle. Now, Cordova Middle was not bad. Except I had a principal who did not want me to be great. So if you know, like in middle school, um, at the time you could take physical science and algebra one. And I think you can still do that now too. And so you wouldn't have to take it in high school. So I could be further along. Um, my grades in GPA was well good for it. My TCAP was one point away from it. And the guidance counselor says, I'm looking at her records. I suggest that she is able to take it because of her records and her ability. And I think I even, they had me take a test too. Test was great, you know, all that. It was just on the TCAP, I froze up because I'm not a test taker. I froze up and I just didn't do as well as they would have wanted. One point away though, y'all. So it was up to the principal. It was her last decision to let me in there. The guidance counselor couldn't let me in. The principal said no. She would not let me in to the algebra in the physical science in eighth grade. So my guidance counselor was fire mad. She said, you would have done this for other students. Like, we are hearing this conversation. Um, My mom was in the meeting, but I'm hearing this conversation. You would have done this for other students. And because this student is different, you're being biased. Y'all... You know, I'm an English teacher, so it didn't really matter to me. It didn't really matter now. I mean, it matters still because it was racist, but it's like, ma'am, you really tried to block me. But did you not end, end up, you did not realize that all of eighth grade year, I made all A's. I never, I didn't make one B. All A's, okay? I got 
at the time George Bush was the president. I got the presidential award in eighth grade. I'm not even trying to boost my own horn, but I'm just trying to tell y'all, people tried to block me from everything because of my race. Just being a pretty little black girl with a little brains. So then when I go to uh, my high school, I graduated from Overton High School in Memphis, Tennessee, the Creative and Performing Arts School, okay? And I'm proud, a proud Overton graduate, okay? So that was a difference because I wasn't the only one. Like, I was the majority now. Like, it was mostly black. So I really didn't have any issues at Overton as far as race goes. But when I go to college, I decide to go to the University of Tennessee at Martin. Now, I got accepted. My choice school was to go to Washington University in St. Louis. I applied regular decision, which I should have did early decision, so I was waitlisted. And then it was just like, we don't have time. You know, my mom was like, you need to choose. And we don't need to wait on these people. Um, And you need financial aid. I got accepted into Christian Brothers. Didn't want to stay in Memphis. I didn't even apply to the University of Memphis because I didn't want to stay in Memphis. I wanted to go away to school. So I um, got accepted into Spelman. I did it regular decision. Should have did it early. And I got accepted in there, but they were trying to give me loans, okay? So, and I got money from Christian Brothers, but again, I didn't want to stay in Memphis. So I applied, of course, to the school, my alma mater, University of Tennessee Martin, which was, of course, the school that I should have went to. I, that was the school that the Lord wanted me to go to. While I was at Martin, I really didn't have too many instances of racism except for a couple. Okay? And it wasn't even in my major field. Like, it was in my minor field of Spanish. So I minored in Spanish, which I probably shouldn't have. I should have minored in something else. But I minored in Spanish. So um, I had a professor who I had to do, like, a review on because... He inadvertently said that I was another student, and he said um, a racist comment to the effect of, you don't come to class no way, you want to get something for nothing, you're not going to get this degree, or something, or this A, or something of that nature. So I had to go to my advisor, and at the time, see, some people don't understand who you say stuff to or like they don't understand who you know and who you have a relationship with so a semester before that I had taken my capstone and I had a strong relationship with the Dean of the College of Humanities and Fine Arts 
strong enough to where even after college, she wrote me a recommendation for law school. So, yeah. The Lord gave me favor, okay? But, so I went to her and I said, such and such happened. And now I had already had a good rapport and relationship with the chair of the English department with the assistant chair of the English department as well so those two professors sent me to the dean and I was like oh I gotta really I know her we're acquainted you know and she knew my work and she knew my ethic and she knew I wasn't that type of person so it was basically you know a reprimand or whatever it was i guess but it was just crazy for me to have to go through that now in my graduate studies i really haven't had any issues with racism um just having to collect the lives of some some teachers um because they tried to have some type of bias um, from past experiences. Um, so um, in my master's program, I didn't have any really issues. Um, I did have one where I had to retake a class because I had to drop it or something like that. But that was in my master's program. Um, but as an as a employee of the education system, I cannot speak of specifics, but I will say there is biases. That's all I can say. That's all I'm going to say. But just know that I said all that to say that through it all, the Lord allows me and is continuing to allow me to progress in life. Like through each trial and tribulation. And y'all, it's so ironic that I'm a teacher because I always said, no, I'm, I'm going to major in English. I knew I was majoring in English by the sixth grade because I knew I liked English. And I had already researched what degree I needed for law school. Because I was already going to law school. I wanted to be a lawyer since I was in the second grade. The reason I'm not it today is because that wasn't the path that I was supposed to go right now. I mean, maybe later down the road, the Lord might see fit for me to be a lawyer. But if he, if he doesn't, it's okay. I'm okay. But the... The thing I want to say is, don't let these things, and I know it's hard, y'all, as people of color, it's hard out here because you're afraid or you might feel like you're going to be judged, but don't allow bias to cause you to stop. Don't allow somebody else's um, inability to see your worth cause you to stop. Because guess what? 
they don't have they don't have it all together you know who holds your future Jeremiah Jeremiah 29 it tells you so don't allow people to put you in a barrier in a box because if I did that I would not be a 10-year veteran teacher today level four or five teacher that I am today with a master's degree in teaching receiving soon to receive my doctorate of education so don't allow anyone to stop you no matter what the race is or whatever the issue is just don't allow anyone to stop you and so I just thank you guys for listening to our bonus finale. We are so glad that you are supporting us. We will start season two coming up soon. So be on the lookout on our social media and make sure that you're visiting our website and our social media for any updates. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for allowing us to collect your life.